Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take. It's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 179. I'm Schmitty. I'm Zoner. I am Dollface. I'm Zook. And this is unprecedented. We have all four of us here, finally, for Yay. an episode. This has finally happened. So it should be no surprise that none of us know what we're doing. <laughs> no, we don't. I mean, we've been doing it for three years, but we keep changing it up, so. 179 episodes. And I'm just over-eager. Yay, yay, eager. Hey, um, we need to get into <laughs> sponsors because we have a few more of them than we normally do. Of course, we have our friends over at trekradio.net. Love you guys. Kryptonradio.com. Can't wait to see you guys. Openbookaudio.com. They're going to be at Comic-Con, too. And Stitcher.com, who I have met once. Schmitty and I actually met the CEO of Stitcher.com. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so, I forgot yeah. about that. All great people. We love them all. Also, our friends at 4814. 48-14.com. Um, I think I heard uh, uh, most recently on the SD file, Zoner was trying to explain in his little spiel why you should go to 4814.com. And he points out that everything that's happened wrong to the site has been something we have done to screw it up. And they've always come back and helped us fix it. Um now the site is glorious. It is streamlined. It is beautiful. It is because I finally let Schmitty take over coding, and I stopped trying to do it. <laughs> True story. Hashtag I, truth. I wasn't going to drop any names during my promo on SD files, which you can hear here on StolenDroids.com. True story, bro. Um, but they really are awesome hosts. 48-14.com. They will help you out. Now, we are also brought to you by Eagle Moss Limited. Eagle Moss Limited makes those awesome Star Trek ships that we keep talking about. Now, why am I making this all sound important and serious here? Well, because they are sending us out additional ships that we will have at our booth at Comic-Con. So if you come by, you can enter to win one of these miniature Star Trek ships. I can't wait to see them. Or you could pay us huge amounts of money for it. You know, we'll take either. <laughs> I'm excited to see them. I'm sure you'd love to win it. Yeah, I mean, most people haven't even seen these. These are really, really awesome ships, so this will be cool. We are also brought to you by new friends at Mad Screen Printing. Mad Screen Printing are doing our shirts. Uh, we will soon have a store back up on the site where you can buy your own shirts. Uh, I don't have a website for them because, strangely, they don't have a website. They're actually kind of a secretive group. You have to know the right handshake, and you have to know a guy who knows a guy to get you in with these guys. We're your guys. Seriously, that sounds so like illegal. <laughs> these are these. Are, this is straight fall off the back of a truck. Prices and we can bring them to you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Dude, you gotta legit. run like you stole it because you did. <laughs> it's totally legit. But no, seriously, you have to know someone who knows someone to know these guys, and they can do the best screen printing you've ever seen. We happen to be the guys who know the guys. Check it out on the site. We'll go ahead and give you the links on the site to get a hold of them. They can do anything on a shirt. It's amazing. Um. I think that's it. I probably missed one. Uh, otherwise, yeah, we're, we're also going to be brought to you by Comic-Con next week, Salt Lake Comic-Con, the one without a hyphen and the one that doesn't have happen in San Diego, just in case you were confused by the two of them and thought you had somehow transported yourself across a time zone to another event. I always um, thought it was Emerald City that we were being like compared to. but I know. I know. The lawsuit's still ongoing. For or those of you not in the know, uh, San Diego Comic-Con is still claiming that Salt Lake Comic-Con is confusing to people and infringing because somehow people think that San Diego is the same as Salt Lake City. Because we have the same mountains which, and stuff, you know. 
Oh, totally. And the ocean is so prominent at Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's surfing- not forget all the naval destroyers yeah. in the Great Salt Lake. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Come, come to come visit our sandy beaches. See how similar they are. <laughs> it it actually is a law. In, it is a law in Utah that you cannot go whaling. You cannot spear a whale in Utah. So, and you have to drink milk. Yeah, ha- yeah. I'm sorry, milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Utah accent down by the creek. All right. Okay, so Salt Lake Comic Con next week. Yay. This is going to be huge. This is going to be huge. Actually, if you're hearing it, hearing this show, it's this week because this is the week of Monday, September 1st, Labor Day. So, yeah, Comic-Con's probably happening right now. And like a fool, you're sitting here listening to our podcast and not there. It's hard to resist us. <laughs> or, the, or you could be roaming the the floor listening to us, which is just like meta awesome. You could be watching us record episode 180 while listening to 179 on your headset. And come see my panels. That's not an innuendo. She actually has <laughs> panels that she's going to be uh, a guest host on. Yeah. So just letting you know. Okay. Hey, into some feedback. Uh, I love this feedback as well. This is from Emil. And he says, greetings from Romania. Hi, Romania. Greetings from Utah. I want to let you know that the article about Munich switching back to Windows is not entirely accurate. The new mayor of the city has requested a review of the city's IT system, including its choice of operating systems. But the report is not solely tasked with deciding whether to return to using Microsoft Windows. More info in the links below. And he provides a bunch of links. And he is right. It shouldn't be too surprising that a lot of the uh, American-centric news sources have taken up on this as if... Yeah, hey, they're switching back to Windows. Hey, because American journalism kind of sucks that way. (laughs) However, uh, it is listed in the report how much more money Munich has spent on its Linux systems compared to if they just stayed on Windows. So will we see this uh, switch over in the future? I would imagine so, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Anyway, thank you for writing. We do appreciate it. And I think that's the first bit of feedback we've ever had from Romania. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool that we've got some Romanian listeners. So thanks for writing in. Unfortunately, our Romanian listener listener also has much better English than most of our American (laughs) listeners. I'm wondering if Emil is a vampire. No, no, that's Romania. (laughs) He's he's from Romania, not Transylvania. (laughs) Wasn't, Wasn't like Dracula Romanian, though? I mean, no, in the books and whatnot, but like in real life, I don't no. go back to SC files on her. Um, <laughs> the only thing I know about Fine, Romania, I will. The only thing I know about Romania is that they make the Dacia Sandero. Like it's a car. That's the only thing I know about Romania. And I only know that because I watch Top Gear. But no, we now have a listener who's written in from Russia. Uh, we have one in Ireland. We have, of course, Ruff up in the, the East Coast. Uh, we have now uh, Emil from from Romania. We have no one in oh, We have a bunch in Germany. They haven't written in yet, though. And let's not forget Canada, all the BlackBerry employees. Yeah, we have a bunch in Canada. That's hilarious. <laughs> None from Asia. Yet. What are my peeps doing? Yet. Well, we just have to translate it into Asian. Really, dude? Really? <laughs> well, there's there's not like one language in Asia. There's, there's like there's like fifty, so we'd have to translate it in all fifty. So I I didn't know an easier way to say that. Asian. <laughs> Let's continue. <laughs> well, there goes there. The rest of this episode will be spoken entirely in English. Okay, so 
No, not really. I can't stand that. Okay, so we do have uh, a headline that was suggested to us by a fan. I'm not sure which fan suggested it because we didn't put that here. This but... one was uh, Kyle, Kyle Lindemann sent this in. Oh, very cool, Kyle. Thank you. Kyle always helps out. It's pretty awesome. Uh, they said that TiVo is actually releasing a box here for cord cutters. And it is specifically an over-the-air DVR. Over-the-air off, oftentimes is uh, abbreviated OTA. So if you ever see the OTA DVR, it means over-the-air digital video recorder. Has anyone said how this is going to work? Yeah. So uh, usually all all the DVR, all the TiVo DVRs in the past have had this option, but they've also had the cable card option, which means that um, you can record from, you know, if you have Comcast service or or Dish or or DirecTV, which is almost useless now because all those services offer their own type of DVR service. Um, but on top of that, they've all they've always had the the over the air. This one is only over the air. So by removing the cable card, they can cut the cost extremely low. Um, now, for clarification, we keep saying over the air, okay? Over the air, over the air. We mean broadcast television. Yes. So, <clears throat> which is kind of makes sense, but in a way, I, I, this is really really awesome because it's like one fourth the cost of a normal TiVo unit. So if you don't want cable, if you don't want satellite, you don't want cable, you just want high def that's streamed over, you know, over the waves or the airwaves, you can still time shift. You can still use a DVR. That's awesome. But it makes me wonder here because for a long time, TiVo had like a stranglehold on the whole DVR scene. You wanted a DVR, you had a TiVo. Yeah. You know, or you made something yourself like I did. But now Dish has the hopper. Mm -hmm. Comcast has their own DVR unit. I don't know what it's called. DirecTV has theirs. Mm -hmm. So is this them trying to help cord cutters or is this them kind of still trying to just scramble to make money now that everyone else has moved on from strictly TiVo? I, I think it's an answer to cord cutters. They, they see a lot of people um, leaving the, the big cable companies um, and just doing a direct over the air broadcast or things like Netflix and things like that. Um, and so it, in order for those people to continue to DVR, they still need to go out and buy the, the $200 TiVos um, or, you know, all, all the other um, boxes that do D DVR in this in this day and age are all around 150 to 200 dollars. This is catering to those people that don't need that cable card access and only need the OTA access. So, I, I think it's just an answer into the way that the the uh, the market is going. You know, and I completely agree with you, Schmitty. I have two TiVos in my house right now, both of which are just hooked up to a. I, I have antennas hooked up to both of them, uh, and I think that. You know, this is a really good way for TiVo to cut those costs by not having to include additional hardware capabilities into their units. And if you look at the trend, the trends for the last few years, people are leaving the cable companies. People are cutting the cable, going to Netflix, going to antennas. There's there's not really a huge need at this point, as I see it, for those cable companies. Yeah. And so I think TiVo is just responding to the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want to hear sound off in the comments. I, I want people to write in or call or whatever feedback at stolendroids.com 801-917-GEEK. Is this something that interests you? If you're a cable cutter, does this interest you? Something that allows you to DVR over the air signals. If you're not a cable cutter, is this something that would might help convince you to cut the cable? Okay, because honestly, we're kind of a biased group here. I use cable because it's dirt cheap where I live, and I have a home-built DVR. Schmidt is a cable cutter. 
Zoner, I think you're a cable cutter. Yep, I cut my cable. Dollface? Uh, we did for a while, but then we caved, and so we were back with Dark TV. You're, you're Jones and. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Game of Thrones and, and everything, so we, we caved. <laughs> she, she just found that they were making like phantom remote motions with their hand. She's like, <laughs> Cupcake Wars is on! I can feel it. Someone is watching Game of Thrones right now. Someone close. I, I can smell it. <laughs> Khaleesi, is that you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should get Dr. Squishy talking about that. Okay. So I want to hear, though. I mean, like I said, we all come from varied backgrounds, but we're all kind of biased. I want to know what everyone else is thinking. So, again, feedback at StolenDroids.com. Um, into some random Google News, because that's the best kind of Google News. We had, I don't think we'd actually talked about it on the air before, but Google was finally making their way into the 64-bit browser space. They released a beta for Chrome 37 uh, a number of weeks ago. I want to say almost two months ago. And just this week, Chrome 37 64-bit finally came out of beta. Now, this is kind of funny to me because... On one hand, 64-bit browsers are awesome. They have better speed. They're able to handle more processes at the same time. And using Chrome 37, I was able to get my Peacemaker score. Peacemaker, by the way, if you don't know it, it's a really cool browser benchmark done by FutureMark. You can just go there, run it for free, and it'll, it'll test the speed of your browser. My Chrome went from 922 up to 3,010. So there was a slight improvement in speed there. Okay. Um, Still not over 9,000. No, no, no. Uh, once they actually have the Super Saiyan uh, browser, then we're all doomed. But while that's really, really cool and while that really, really helps out, it reminds me of, I want to say, Internet Explorer 9 that first brought out 64-bit browsing mm -hmm. and what an absolute failure that was. And the question becomes is, is why, I think. How did, how did Google succeed with 64-bit browsing where... Microsoft so failed so hard. That's a really good well, question. How many years have we between the two? We should also all talk at once because that can yes. only help. And, and when you ask a question, that's what we do. That's like a Jeremy Clarkson level <laughs> pause right there. <laughs> no, I what I just said is how many years have passed between IE9 and now? It's been a lot of years. There's been a lot of development in that field that makes it not suck so yeah. hard well it google has only been working on the 64-bit uh version of chrome for i i want to say since about january of this year it was the canary build that first came out with the 64-bit and I, I i think it was less than less than eight months ago so they had very little time to get this up to speed and they 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 were able to do it um and almost flawlessly I remember the day it came out on beta, we all installed it, and almost none of us had problems with it. Well, we had a major problem, but it turned out not to be the browser. It turned right. out Hangouts was Hangouts. having issues that same day. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's they, they're they on the ball. And, and not that I'm comparing Google developers with Microsoft developers, but it just seems like in the frame of mind that, that the developers are in seem to be a much more like, uh, you know, get it done fast, and we'll fix the problems as we're going, whereas Microsoft likes to get all the bugs worked out beforehand and it kind of delays things i think it's typically because people crucify microsoft if all the bugs aren't out yeah that's a good point yeah dollface you, you were gonna say something too uh yeah my answer was just internet explorer because 
sorry with my experience. <laughs> That's how it is. Is it's always crashing and stuff. So it's like whatever Google's doing. I actually usually uh, right up until the 64-bit version of 37 came out, I was still using Internet Explorer because the version 11 is actually quite good. I personally think part of the problem was that when Internet Explorer came out with 64-bit, you could go into, and I think this was in Windows 7. Windows 7, yeah, well, yeah, okay. Very first release of Windows 7, you could go to Start, and there's Internet Explorer. Mm-hmm. And then there was Internet Explorer 64-bit. And it, the question became, why? Why did you give me two? Why not just say, here's Internet Explorer. It is what it is. Tough beans if you want anything else, which is kind of what Chrome does. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can switch back and forth between different Chrome builds. And if you know how to do that, then you've, you're already doing it. Because 98% of the world doesn't know how to do that and don't care. You know, you have the Chrome you have, and that's it. So, yeah, it's just, it's a lot smoother that way. So, um, anyway, yeah, we suggest you do download it. It's a lot more secure as well, and it does run a lot faster. And chances are really good that if you have a computer built in the last five years, you have a 64-bit capable system. Pretty good chance, yeah. Pretty good chance. (laughs) Unless you're Dr. Squishy. Okay, so, (laughs) speaking of Dr. Squishy and his manufacturer of choice, let's talk HP and their flaming laptops. (sighs) Not like flaming. Like, <laughs> I saw where Zana was going with that. <laughs> I, I I so wanted to, and I just I bit my tongue. Yeah. Okay. So I, not I should clarify not the laptops themselves, but the charging cables. It turns out they are recalling six million different charging cables for fear that they might randomly catch on fire. Now I think this is a lie, and here's why: because you don't say something you're recalling because it might randomly catch on fire. Anything could randomly catch on fire. What they're saying is there is a high probability this will catch on fire. We're just not telling you for sure why. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, and I, I, not to sound like I'm just coming down on HP because Dell's, I think a couple of years ago, you remember their batteries were catching on fire. Yeah. They yep. ran really hot. Yeah. Lenovo had a few that uh, their batteries were just spontaneously exploding. <laughs> that was fun. I had it where I had a Lenovo and my, uh, the power cord actually almost caught my couch on fire. Oh, nice. That, that was awesome. I was like, yep. Good a Lenovo. Yeah. yeah. And let's not forget the Samsung galaxies that like to combust inside your pocket mm-hmm. yeah. or under your pillow. And of course, um, this is before YouTube, so you can't get video evidence of it, but there was the original Apple Newton, mm. uh, yeah. their, their original laptop, which, uh, Repeatedly caught fire, actually. <laughs> that that wasn't a fluke thing. That was almost a feature. Yeah. Um, it, it was a combination personal computer and space heater. Now, this is specifically the LS15 AC power cord. You probably don't know what your power cord is, but if you look on it, there should be a little label with it. And there's a very high chance that it will be yours because it was the main one that came with all HP laptops and accessories between September 2010 and June 2012. Yeah. Follow the link in the show notes. There's a phone number to call if you happen to have that one or if you're just curious about it. And if you have an HP, you really should check. Um, Yeah. (laughs) All the HP cables I have are the LS15, but I'm not using any of those laptops anymore. So (laughs) he made them better by duct taping them together. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He just uses jumper cables. He just plugs it straight into the wall that way. Okay. I'm envisioning some sort of like homemade bomb now. That Schmitty made full of LS15 power adapters and duct tape. Great. Thanks for sending the NSA to my house, Zoner. 
They're already just up the street. <laughs> just had to tell them about that. <laughs> but, Thanks. That, that, I feel safe. That's, that's for my gaming rig. I don't know. I don't know what you're upset about that. I'm just I'm just at a land party, man. Um, let's skip ahead. Let's talk about more things on fire oh, and something that's not on fire. Uh, the Amazon phone, the Fire Phone, right? Wasn't that its name? Yeah, Fire Phone. Fire Phone. <laughs> not really on fire. As best they can tell, analytic data says that uh, they probably have not sold any more than 35,000 devices since it launched. That's crazy. Now, uh, if you want to remember when it launched, that was just earlier this year, right? Just a few months ago, I think, wasn't it? Just just for comparison, 35,000 is the number of iPhones that one Apple store will sell in one month. So, yeah. Yeah, ouch. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> So the next time anyone feels like giving me crap for Windows Phone and its slow adoption rate, <laughs> just okay, saying. Zook, we'll give you that one. Just when you think of there. that, when you think of that though, Schmitty, sorry, Zook jumped in before I could finish my thought. Based upon your thought, thirty-five thousand iPhones in one Apple store. Amazon's only one store. This is true. <laughs> smack you this is so true you are okay, right so, sorry so, apples and carburetors That's- yes okay so there's some <laughs> reasons why it hasn't gone well first off the fact that it's a 32 gigabyte phone which isn't bad with a 200 dollars price tag on contract so even after you have paid for the contract or signed into a contract with only one carrier just at&t you then have to pay 200 dollars for reference, the HTC M8 One you can currently buy for I think like forty nine dollars on contract. You know th- this phone was more expensive than the five iPhone five S or the Galaxy uh, S five. It also but does it come with Prime? But you have to wait till October though, right? Is it for the M8? Yeah. <laughs> now, Dollface, okay. you said does it come with Prime? Well. I was totally kidding. <laughs> but that offsets the fact that it has no Google services. So Prime no. or Google, what do you want? What's important to you in an Android experience? I want both. You Why can get your I CD overnighted to you. Free two-day shipping, but you can't get your Gmail. <laughs> I still want to see those 3D effects. I think that's cool. I think everyone wants to see, see those 3D effects. Then get a 3DS XL. Ooh. <laughs> Burn. Good point. Good point. She just dropped the mic. Boom. Another reason to play Zelda, right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. That's what I have. It's good. Her Zelda brings all the boys to the yard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she could teach you, but she'd have to change. <laughs> uh, here's the really crappy thing about the HTC M8 uh, One, the M- HTC One M8, because there's the new version, the HTC One M8 for Windows, which is the longest damn name for any phone ever. <laughs> Yep. Um, I have here in my yeah, hand. Yeah, I, I was bored already. <laughs> I have here in my hand my TLDR. new phone. <laughs> it's the LG G3. Yes, I switched back from Android. Uh, sorry, from Windows Two Phone. I switched back to Android. And here I am, four days after getting this phone, and today they announced that the HTC One M8 for Windows is coming to my carrier sometime in a f- couple months. You're still within that return window. Yeah. No, you can just pass that the G3 on to me. I'll take it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah, or not. 
<laughs> Anywho, um, if you have an H, if the if you have an Amazon Fire phone, no, you don't. <laughs> let's let's be honest. No, you don't. I've looked at the analytics for our show. No one with a Fire phone has even visited our site, <laughs> unless they show up as like something completely different. More Blackberries visit our site than Amazon Fire phones or Amazon devices entirely. Why am I not surprised? Does that say does that say something about Amazon or, or devices, or does that say something about us? Because Blackberry's awesome. A little from column A, a little from column B. Maybe, maybe a little bit. Okay, uh, let's go back into uh, where we were at. More uh, phone iPhone news. six. What? I- More phone news. Yeah, let's go. F- phone nose. Yeah. <laughs> quiet you oh this night is full of fail okay so <laughs> the iphone 6 is coming soon we think we don't know we're pretty sure apple's trying to be coy and they're failing wildly they have a new invite saying wish we could say more september 9th 2014 apple we don't care <laughs> i know you're trying to be coy no one cares I have a problem. Smitty wants to care. <laughs> so, so the image on this article, I don't, I don't know who made it. I don't know if it's if part of the official ad or anything. Um, but the background behind the apple kind of looks like um, the uh, the background to a- the Android. Uh, what was it? Yes, Kit Kat. Yeah, no, you're color. right. You're right. Yeah, no, and, and I just realized that you're absolutely right. And it is actually they didn't make that. That's from the actual invite. If uh, they had. P- taking the picture of the entire thing, you would have seen, wish we could say more. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe mm. they wish they could say that. Sorry, we, we promise we're not still two versions behind our competition. <laughs> well, they are going to allegedly come out with iOS eight at this, which will be like, um, Apple Android version 2.0. Uh, cause iOS seven was like their first attempt at copying Android. Yeah. 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 Uh, it actually seemed more like an Android and Windows Phone love child. Um, the kind that you keep locked away up in the attic and don't tell the neighbors exists. Um, now, they're also talking about that the iPhone 6 and possibly an iPhone 6L will be launched. Uh, one 4.7 inch and the other one 5.5 inch. I don't know if they do this. That seems like I- such, a, such a departure from the Apple way of doing things. So we launch two phones at once where one is practically the ipad mini the iphone 6l will have android l in it that's what what the l is for i can't keep up i'm excited because i just got my 6s and now they're like just kidding we're gonna add more stuff and it's like your 5s what i say 6s i'm like oh she let it slip she let it slip sorry (laughs) it's been a long day yes my 5s i was all excited about because i'm like yeah i got the latest one and then all of a sudden they're like wah wah no you don't (laughs) we're totally gonna turn that into a clickbait headline link bait podcaster claims she has iphone 6s click here for details She from the future (laughs) is she an alien now okay so usually they're trying to be coy with what they say you know it's like a date card on the bachelor or something they add one stupid line there and it's supposed to symbolize something that's happening yeah okay i just referenced the bachelor but so they say that wish we could say more which by the way is the worst possible lead up it's like that's the worst possible tease you could ever do no you don't you don't wish you could say more but so are they possibly going to be revealing some voice activated thing 
possible. Are we going to be able to change the voice of Suri? So it like has a hot British accent to a or man. something? It'll be Sammy. It could just be something as simple as, you know, a fight between the marketing and the legal department. Marketing kept coming up with these one, one-liners and legal's like, nope, you can't let that slip yet. Nope, can't let that slip. After like 100 iterations, they're like, all right, we wish we could say more. Sorry. <laughs> Actually, it's because we don't have a clue what we're going to be talking about. Didn't fit on the invitation card. So they're just going to say, <laughs> wish we could say more. By the way, can I just say, speaking of Siri, like sounding like a hot British uh, accent, moving from Cortana on Windows Phone back to Google Now, the Google Now voice assistant sounds pissed. Yeah. <laughs> like, like everything, like, like she sounds really put out to have to be doing anything I'm asking her to do. <laughs> I said to her right. Your flight leaves in 30 minutes. Gosh. <laughs> Is this what you want to say? Yes. Send message. Whatever, Becky. Yes, please. <laughs> Like, I feel bad asking my phone to do things. <laughs> I miss you, Jen Taylor. Feelings. I miss you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Enough of my uh, my transition woes here. Um, into Android Watches. The um, At the I- international whatever, whatever, the IFA, where every year uh, mobile manufacturers go and uh, show off the really cool stuff. Kind of like CES, but just for mobile devices. LG announced their new round Android watch. Only a few months ago, they brought out the G watch. Now they have the G watch R. R stands for round. Road, rotund. Oh, round. they they really need a new person. Roadhouse. In their, yeah, the roadhouse. It's a Patrick Swayze <laughs> watch. What kind of watch is that? Oh, it's my Road. roadhouse. No one puts baby in the corner. Anyway, so. <laughs> If you if we were still recording our pre-shows, you'd know that's like my fifth obscure movie reference of the night. I don't even know what's going on. Uh, now, Schmidt and I were talking about, like, not even a week ago, actually, yeah, about what kind of Android Wear device it would finally take for me to want to wear it. Because I wear watches. I love watches. Watches, to me, are a status symbol, quite frankly. And a lot of the Android Wear devices that are coming out still feel kind of chintzy to me. You know, and part of that is just a limitation of technology. They still have to be a certain size to fit everything in there that's going to be in there. Uh, And part of it is because I don't quite see enough of the utility to make up for that chintziness. If that makes sense. I think a lot of people would agree. There still are a a good chunk of people that are in in that same niche that wear watches either as a status symbol or because they like the novelty of, of having a good looking watch. Um so I, you're not it's alone for, in this. Yeah, it's for the fashion. Yeah. 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 And so is this how people can win you over is with a watch? You have no idea. <laughs> this is true. So ladies, from 1995, you can have your own five minutes with Zook with this watch. <laughs> I, I don't know. My my watch taste is a little bit higher than, you know, guess. <laughs> he can't he can't be bought for that four ninety nine Texas Instruments calculator watch, or can he? No, that's a Casio watch, dude. No, if you want to, to, to buy some of my time, there's a Bujot watch that retails for $15,000 that I will happily uh, go to lunch with you for. Uh, but just the thing is, is that like the Moto 360, the Motorola 360 watch, uh, it's like that. It looks kind of cheap. It, it's round. It's cool. It's thick. But it, it looks like a guest watch, and it looks kind of absurdly large. This watch, the LG G Watch R, stupid name, is gorgeous it really is it's quite beautiful 
everything they've shown about it so far looks like it just looks like a normal watch. Yeah. Well, let's, let's clarify. The images they're showing us True. are gorgeous. You're absolutely right. You're it, absolutely the, right. The Moto 360 was gorgeous when we were looking at the photos. It wasn't until we saw it on the guy's wrist during Google I.O. that we realized, whoa, that's that's huge. <laughs> yeah. So That's a small weapon. You still know? have to wait <laughs> to see this in, in action. You know, so. They wouldn't let you on to a flight with that thing on your wrist. <laughs> So it looks like I'll instantly learn how to ride a motorcycle by wearing this watch. I, I'm all for that. Yeah. <laughs> all they need is James Bond wearing that watch and like a laser coming out. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Yeah, if, I, if the I, smartwatch um, industry is going to make it mainstream, it's going to be through watches that look like this. Yeah. So. And that's kind of the funny thing. I wanted to almost turn this into a talking point. We haven't had one of those in forever, but we don't have time. We have a lot of headlines still to get through. But this is actually what's going to finally make wearable tech accepted can you see yourself wearing it never mind all the utilitarian functions it does never mind the convenience no one cares is it something you want to wear yeah so um let's go back let's backtrack a little bit here uh it turns out jp morgan chase finally admitted that uh, some hackers got in they were uh they were attacked them and a couple other u.s banks actually and uh, it seems like someone in the PR department has really been spinning hard to make it sound like nothing happened because they just say, you know, yeah, we were subjected to an attack and attacks happen all the time. What they're not telling you is, is they got in, they got in and they stole a lot of customer information. Um, even then they're still being delightfully vague about it. I love this. This is from Bloomberg. And I quote, the attack led to the theft of customer data that could be used to drain accounts. According to another person briefed by us law enforcement. <laughs> and that's about as specific as any of the information gets. Oh, dear. So um, if, you know, kind of like when uh, Target was hacked and they said, if you used Target, you might want to look at your passwords or whatnot. Um, and then they said, oh, by the way, it's not just Target. If you happen to use any retailer in America in the last year, <laughs> you may want to look at your passwords. Uh, I think what they're saying without actually trying to say is, so if, you know, you've ever visited a bank ever <laughs> you may want to keep an eye on your uh your information it's times like this that i'm really glad i don't have a lot of money for like putting in the bank oh, oh yeah and... i'm just fine <laughs> or investing. yeah good luck yeah you know you can hack away blood from a stone friend if you're looking for my money can i help <laughs> <laughs> um mine is all buried in the yard but it's a big yard <laughs> <laughs> treasure hunt they'll actually have to hack <laughs> ha! okay that was like so i think it's awesome you guys are doing like hand gestures and like wink wink faces and nobody can see you the double shooter guns i don't even know what this is called shooter mcgavin yeah, the shooter mcgavin thing yeah <laughs> i look lame either way and sound oh. even lamer Yay! let's go eat some hay down by the bay. I just made. What do you say? <laughs> so, that's uh, movie reference number six. <laughs> Let's go back to Amazon. They were fun to rag on. Um, and here's something that's really fun to rag on. Remember how we talked about that YouTube was looking at buying Twitch for like a billion dollars? Uh, and then we asked the question, why would anyone buy Twitch for a billion dollars? And of course, the obvious answer is because then you can watch fish playing Street Fighter against each other. 
Or Pokemon, yeah, because that's the only reason I found to actually watch Twitch, but it's been pretty awesome. Well, it turns out YouTube, who would actually make sense to buy a video streaming service, did not get it. Um, instead, Amazon did. Yeah. Why the crap would Amazon buy Twitch? Because it was stuck in their cart? Yeah. <laughs> and that is the joke. Uh, Amazon was actually looking at buying something else, but this was already in their cart. and They did the one button buy and oops. According to uh, the, the Twitch's CEO, Emmett Shear, he said, we chose Amazon because they believe in our community. They share our values and long-term vision, and they want to help us get there faster. We're keeping most everything the same, our office, our employees, our brand, and most importantly, our independence. But with Amazon support, we have the resources to bring you an even better Twitch. Kind of kind of makes me wonder if, if YouTube's terms um, made it made it sound like they were going to change a lot of things and they're just going to take over which 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 makes sense you would want to integrate all that into into youtube um but it sounds like amazon's just going to keep it the same kind of like what they've done with audible and Mm -hmm. um, everything else they've purchased so uh, yeah it was was more of like a moral decision for twitch well so twitch will be now used so we can now watch live we can stream someone else watching a movie on Amazon Prime. That sounds so <laughs> creepy. That's too much for my ADD. <laughs> you can do that on on Xbox One and PlayStation Four. You can you can stream anything on your on your console now through Twitch. So you, you could you could stream your Netflix watching on Twitch. Yeah, um, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> Don't you want to watch? Uh, Breaking Bad with me, or I don't want to watch you watching Breaking Bad. <laughs> well, <know>? no, but... <laughs> While he's crying, shoving cupcakes in his face. Oh my oh, god! Oh man, no. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. anyway. dealing with all that purple. <laughs> okay, so if anyone else can tell us why on earth this happened, please do feedback at stonedroids.com. Um, into iPad news. Hey, does anyone else remember when the iPad first launched? And immediately, different school districts started picking them up, saying, oh, this is going to be the future of education. We're going to throw all the textbooks onto that, and it'll be awesome. The uh, county of Los Angeles in California was actually one of the first school districts to jump on board, and they picked up a whole grundle of them. In fact, uh, there was a... One billion dollar plan that they had. One billion dollars is being used a lot this episode, but there was a plan, never actually finalized, to put that much taxpayer money into buying every student an iPad. It didn't. It's not happening. Thank goodness, it's not happening. But it's not happening. Um, As it turns out, uh, uh, students are kind of smart, and twenty one hundred of them that already went out into the wild got hacked. So they were able to remove all the school uh, safety measures that were put on t- in place onto the iPad. Uh, many of them were stolen. Um, Surprise. Uh, a lot of the teacher's, uh, teacher's information was stolen. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. How many of those in South Central were like sold for drugs or in gang transactions of some sort? You know, strangely, there's not really an infographic for that. I- <laughs> I'd be interested, you know, because... If, well, no, if Hollywood's taught me anything, it's boys in the hood like their iPads. Now, now they use the iPads <laughs> to keep track of their clients. 
Yo, yo, got me some Angry Birds. Hook you up with a mighty <laughs> eagle. Got your eagle. Great. We uh, lost all of our gangster listeners now. Thanks. <laughs> they're on Audible anyway. You know, they're, they're not listening to us. They're listening to Samuel L. Jackson and go the F to sleep. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, is an excellent book. Now, one of the big reasons why a, a lot of education officials are saying, yeah, we're probably going to get away from the iPad. It turns out it's really limited. Instead, we're going to look at this newfangled Chromebook idea. Because there there's no the- limits there. <laughs> it's Chrome. Come on. So what's, what's going to happen in a couple of years? They're going to say, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. We're going to look at this two-year-old uh, Windows 8 uh, netbook from HP that catches fire. <laughs> This is why you just can't pick a technology and expect it to be the future for everything because it just doesn't work. And with how slow education um, often moves, uh, I mean, literally, they were expecting to pick the iPad and have it stick with the student for their entire education. Never mind the fact that kids are in school for 12 years until they go to college. Mm hmm. Um, I work with people like that. <laughs> what do you mean something's wrong with a computer? It's never supposed to go wrong. It's supposed to be perfect. Yeah, We bought this actually, computer think, 20 years ago, hmm. and we're just fine then. I think in two years, actually, what they'll do is they'll 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 use a device that, that we have a surplus of. It's called the... Uh, the Blackberry? The, the, fire, the fire Phone. <laughs> There's billions of units that haven't been sold, so we'll let the schools use them. Half of you will be uh, educated by a Blackberry playbook, and the rest of you will be by... Uh, what is that? That HP WebOS one that was killed after like a day. <laughs> and the rest of you with the Fire Phone. <laughs> I would have got one, but I was sick that day. <laughs> and people will wonder what's wrong with the U.S. education system. Blackberries and Fire Phones live on. Okay. Um, this is kind of more funny news. Um, so remember how we've talked about how the rest of the world seems to hate U.S. technology? Rather, I should clarify because that's not entirely fair. They just don't want to be reliant on it, right? They don't want to be at the mercy of the U.S. when it comes to certain technologies, things like the Internet, which technically the U.S. owned for a very long time because we invented it and we built it out and et cetera, et cetera. Well, it turns out there's another technology that's taken off and for granted. It's GPS. GPS is an American invention. GPS is... American military invention. <laughs> yeah, American military. And uh, really put out there by us. And it's now used by everyone for a lot of different stuff. Russia has already said how much they don't like having to rely on the U.S. version. So they're working on getting their own up. Well, the European Space Agency and European Commission uh, have been working very hard to get theirs up as well. Uh, they call it Galileo. Yeah, they started in 2011. They launched... Uh, their first satellites up there and every every couple of years they've been launching two more satellites to get up there just mm-hmm. to have their own gps system yeah well uh, they just launched two more called uh, doria and melena which are very pretty sounding satellite names uh, much better than our like you know transat a125 the problem is is that they launched it and everything looked great and then they found out that they're spinning wildly in a quote non-compliant orbit <laughs> translation they're spinning around the world at the wrong orbit in the completely wrong place. Okay. Not not just in the wrong orbit, 3.7 million meters off orbit. <laughs> That's a big distance. <laughs> okay, well, I, I should clarify. It's They wanted to get a circular orbit, and this is instead 
an elliptical orbit, um, and the perigee of the orbit, which is the closest part of the orbit, is three million meters closer than they want it to be. And if you know how GPS works, that, that doesn't work so well. Things <laughs> I mean, it screws with it subtly. For, forget having your GPS be five meters off. This is going to put you fifty miles off. It's pretty bad. <laughs> well, and for those of you who aren't familiar with meters compared to miles, just a reference: two meters is about the size of a womp rat. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So we're talking like many million womp rats. What this means is that if you're using the Galileo system and your car is randomly hooked into those satellites, like it picks those up, while driving along at any one time, your car may suddenly feel that it has jumped in elevation considerably. All of a sudden, you're in the Pacific Ocean for some reason. I mean, it's like using Apple Maps. Oh, uh, I don't even use it. Maps is using Galileo. <laughs> I managed to burn the Europeans and Apple at once. It's a red letter day. Well, <laughs> we, we should we should point out that the four satellites up there are in perfect orbit or or in the orbit that, that they want. So the Galileo service is currently functional. Um, we should also point out it takes twelve satellites to get minimum yeah, lock. Just saying. Yeah. So um, the, these satellites. The, the fifth and sixth satellites um, are completely useless right now. Who who knows if they'll be able to repurpose them for something else, but to get them back to the original orbit is going to be a Herculean effort. There, there is no way they're going to be able to do that without spending tons of money. And instead of trying to correct it, they're just going to put two more satellites up in their place. So. Until an American Kickstarter comes along and they uh, manage to hijack <laughs> the satellites. Uh because that's what, how we though? do it. They're, they're tasked for GPS. There's no way you can do GPS on an elliptical orbit. There's, there's no use for them. Oh, for, they'll just they'll just repurpose them for something. That's like what we cut do. power and make sure they hit some unsuspecting nation. <laughs> it's to get free HBO. <laughs> they'll show up in China, Schmitty. They'll, there you go. And, and More headlines be, for SD files. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be confused with the UFO crash I landing. Just, if ever I was a multi-billionaire and I had a tech company, I would launch a satellite and name it GoldenEye just to screw with everyone. <laughs> you kidding? I want. I'm going to name one Sputnik, the Return of Sputnik. Just make sure you don't put the word Comic Con in yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I can put Sputnik, right? <laughs> the satellite is not affiliated with San Diego Comic Con. In case you somehow yeah. thought they were the same. Okay, um, into some news of the weird. I. Yeah, yeah. I put this one in here. Um, this this is kind of um, interesting and cool and frightening at the same time. They found a way to the, the 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 title of the article says they found a way to email brainwaves, but it's not exactly that. What they what they've done is they're able to read certain um, impulses of your brain that that you control either by moving your arm or fingers or things like that um, to be able to send letters uh, in in binary form through uh the internet um they they've been doing this for a while where they you can you can write messages you can control things with your mind but now instead of sending the signal to a robot or or an output uh, like a screen or something they're sending it to someone else's brain so they're getting the signals um and they can effectively communicate right now they're only saying the words ola and chow back and forth so is this um, like blackberry messenger 20 like coming yeah. to us <laughs> Yeah, so it, I mean, right right now, the way it works is uh, the receiver of the word kind of sees um, the data in in a series of flashes in the corner of their eye, 
and they don't really give a lot of detail. So I don't know if it's like like heads up display style flashing or if it's like this annoying like someone's shining a flashlight in the corner of your eye type of thing. I don't, I'm not sure, but I I kind of got the idea that we're moving down the path where we could have heads up displays in our eyes without eye implants, and I just think that's pretty cool. So if if do you know what you would get from me? Is a bunch of scribbly lines and cats. So have fun. Yeah, with that. I was about to say, if urban myths are to be um, believed, all you're going to be getting from most men is sex every seven seconds. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that and, that's, and, pie. and pie. Yes, that's the thing. If if these messages <laughs> are sent with your brain, how easy is it going to, or how hard is it going to be to censor thoughts? Like, is it going to send every thought out, or is there going to be a, a protocol to to turn on and off transmission? It's Again, this is still like another ten to twenty to thirty years out, but um, it 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 shows that you know that the technology is on the path to to complete brain control. So, a whole new set of memes are on its way. <laughs> totally. Well, that's not terrifying. Yeah, okay, that, into that awesome. something kind of related. Doctor Doom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's. Let's go into some some movie news here. Uh, supposedly, um, th- some images have leaked of from the set of Fox's upcoming Fantastic Four reboot. It has to be a reboot because the last two Fantastic Four were terrible. And if Fox doesn't continue to make these movies, they lose the rights back to Marvel. So let's make another crap movie. They're doing their obligatory million dollar movie. <laughs> uh, Doctor Doom looks like he got stuck in the duct tape aisle of a hardware store. <laughs> And his only option was to eat his way out because I I don't know what's happening in these photos. Well, it looks like there's a lot of green screen going on here. <laughs> I love, which I, I love the picture of sad Doctor Doom hovering in the air. <laughs> someone <laughs> stole my cake. Sad Doctor Doom let me is down sad. Now? I have to go potty. Can someone let me down? <laughs> sad, sad, levitating Doctor Doom. <laughs> that costume kind of looks like he wrapped himself up in tinfoil. This way the I, aliens can't hear his thoughts. That's that's probably true. Or like probe his colon. Uh, but, but there's an alien flying in from the right, so. True that. <laughs> but yeah, it. I, I don't know how I feel about this movie. Everything that I keep seeing about it makes me feel very uneasy. He has the special ability to ruin your cell reception. He throws off microwaves <laughs> anytime he's near. He is Doctor Doom, but you'll never run out of duct tape. <laughs> just stick him over things. Just kind of press him <laughs> against things that need to be stuck. Okay, uh, now that I've ruined that, uh, let's ruin another thing. How about Underworld? It's getting rebooted now. Again? Correct what? me if I'm wrong, but it's not like that movie ever had such a uh, incredible storyline that you had to reboot it. I mean, it's like Resident Evil that way. It is what it is. Yeah, there's no point in rebooting Resident Evil because you could have an entirely different situation between one movie to the next and no one would notice or care. Right. However, if Kate Beckinsale is not in it, then people care. I care. I have no interest in it. If they're rebooting without Kate Beckinsale, who says she doesn't want to do it, then why watch it? What's the point? Would you want to be doing that? Would you want to be in another one of the exact same movies? No. And I honestly, I never thought they were that good, anyways. Although they were fun, they, but, yeah, they're they're fun mind poison, you know. But, I was like, kind of watch really, that and I mean, turn my brain off for a little while. Is all you really need to make those movies successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but her outfit, 
and upset. Yeah, but even then, she's just copying, uh, you know, Trinity. Shh. Her outfit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure how, but there was a veiled threat in that. (laughs) You know, it almost sounded to me like there was rattlesnakes going on there. I was trying to put a pretended pillow over his face and calmly <laughs> Again, tell him to be without quiet. Without the visuals, the audience really misses it. <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> just let go. Just go to sleep. <laughs> just shh. It's okay. <laughs> you couldn't hold a pillow on my face with your tiny little hobbit hands. <laughs> if I give you enough watches, I could. <laughs> this is true. I'll just lay here. Just, just pile them on here. This is a pretty watch. <laughs> Hobbit hands, such a good title for a show. Great. They're not hairy though, because when you think of Hobbit hands, you think of no, like those are Hobbit hairy. And if you look at mine, they're no, not. Hobbit feet are hairy, not Hobbit hands. Hobbit hands are just tiny. I'm pretty sure they are. You just don't see them. Hobbit all close. hands are dangerous too, because like all the force is like magnified because they have like less surface area. It's like being punched by needles. <laughs> <laughs> We call we call her the Fury of the Shire. <laughs> if it's punching with needles, it's not punching anymore. It's just stabbing. That's what she does. <laughs> stabby little arms. Stab, stab, stab. My new name is Stabby McRib Stab. I stole Android shows the last couple of weeks. It just completely derailed in the last couple minutes. Did someone slip roofies in our water? I, I blame <laughs> exhaustion. Um, and anyway, into our last headline. No, this is not our last headline. Yeah, it's our second it's, and last. It's the last headline. LOL, JK. Yeah, the other one is, is just an update. But Doctor Who, who we all love, is making an awesome deal with Microsoft. The what? Xbox 360 version of Minecraft will be coming out with a new skin pack for Doctor Who. The aliens, the characters, the doctors, they'll all be in Minecraft for Xbox 360. <laughs> I'm loving this. Yeah. yeah, this is gonna be cool. I do have to correct you. Did, you said they were making a deal with Microsoft. They're not. They're making a deal with Mojang to do this. So. Oh, okay. But it's yeah. still. Last I heard, it was still only in the 360 version. Is that not accurate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's, it'll only be in the 360 version, mainly because the PC version doesn't have theme packs like this supported by Mojang. True. So okay. Yeah. Um, and then again, the uh, the update. I can't say this is a headline because this is just. A freaking update that never goes away. But uh, that uh, action comic number one sold 3.2. Oh, sorry. No. Yeah. 3.2 million dollars. Wow. That's a lot. So. Um, does it say to who? Doesn't matter. No. Um, no. It did not say who bought it. You could probably look on eBay. Let me see. Back to Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I don't think you could afford it. 48 bids. This is oh. true. Yeah, they don't because he spent all of his money on his pyramid tomb. Duh. They don't reveal the buyer. They just the the username begins with S and ends in P. That's all you know. <laughs> and he's made a couple other bids before that. Sammy P. No, ends in I, P. I knew that guy. Um, okay, so into our favorites. <laughs> Sammy P ends in E. Oh, you're right. Um, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, just just one thing, Zook, before you do a, that. If I'm not mistaken here, it looks like this was sniped in the last 30 seconds. You're right, I was well, just noticing that. Well, Which yeah. I'm... I, I, I wondered if that was going to happen, if we were going to have snipers. And it looks like in the last 
in the last couple of minutes, there was a lot of people trying to get their bids in. They were, they were sniping. That's awesome. With $3.2 million snipe. Yeah. Um, this isn't in the headlines and it's not my favorite. It's my favorite now. I, I'm, I'm taking this now. It's my new favorite. Uh, Mashable has a link, uh, for Hershey's new logo. <laughs> stole mine. It looks a lot like, it looks a lot like the poop emoji. Just gonna say that. It even looks like it smells. <laughs> um, good job on that logo. I mean, that's up there with the, uh, the worst logos possible. So. Congratulations, Hershey. I think you may have just take taken the lead there. <laughs> okay, my favorite um, comes with, uh, from Tickled dot com. Uh, it's a screenshot of uh, a chat session with uh, Amazon uh, customer support, and uh, this is uh, how customer support should be done. The Amazon rep uh, greets the uh, user and says that his name is Thor, and the user replies. Greetings, Thor. Can I be Odin? And the Amazon rep plays along. He says, Odin, father, how are they doing on, on this here fine day? And they, they continue the role play, and it's it's awesome. And uh, this just goes to show how awesome uh, Amazon's customer support is and how all customer support should be. So uh, go read it. I love how it ends in, by my son. <laughs> it's awesome, yeah. And I finally got out of my house this last week and saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Finally. So my, my geek cred is once again intact. I don't know, dude. And, That's, I, we saw it all twice in the time it took you to see it once. Dude, shut up. I was busy. I have so many things going on. I, I don't even want to get into it. I don't, don't, don't make I me don't. rage on you. I don't. Skinny end of a fishing pole coming the way to the back of your neck here, Zook. Uh, but anyways, uh, Funko Pop, the people who make the awesome, cute little vinyl figurines, have announced the uh, first official dancing Groot. So keep your eyes open for those. I know I'll be picking one of these up and putting it on my desk at work. I'm excited. I've already been collecting those, and I can't wait for the dancing one. So um, mine is actually... Guardians of the Galaxy related, and uh, if you know me, you shouldn't be surprised, but I'm already excited for Halloween, and when I saw this, I found it absolutely adorable. So if you have a little one, you can dress them up like your own little Star-Lord, and I've actually seen these face-to-face. -face. They're really cool. So it comes with the jacket, comes with the uh, mask and gloves and pants and everything. It's really cool, and I want, even though my kids haven't seen it yet, I kind of want to try and convince one of them to dress up as Star Lord because it's Star Lord. I just need a double XL version of this. <laughs> it's it's seriously awesome. Like the jacket is pretty well made. I mean, when you look at it online, it, it looks kind of cheesy, but like I said, I've seen it. It's pretty cool, and even I would wear it. And you know what? I might be able to because I'm just as short as a twelve year old boy. So. Maybe I'll surprise you. This is this is true. Maybe she is a twelve year old boy. Um, I love that the jacket could also uh, double as Vash the Stampede from Trigun. <laughs> I I just noticed that. Yeah, it's awesome though. What is he? The six million double dollar man. Okay, so uh, that is our episode this week. Next week we'll be coming to you from Comic Con. Uh, we hope to see you there. We really do. But in case we miss you, drop us a line, feedback at StolenDroids.com, or call us 801-917-GEEK. Uh, until next time, cheers. End of line. End of line.
See you later. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.